Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time to talk all things dirty birds. It's Falcons Flyover with John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuckery Show hanging out with you on this Wednesday evening. 404-726-0929 Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. I'm at JMCH316. He's at DD Lewis for real. We're here from Chris Willis coming up in about 20 minutes. Talk some Braves baseball with him. But first, this year night, look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. So, you know, I thought it was interesting because Arthur Smith was talking today as, you know, they wrapped up the joint practice part of things. And now they'll get ready for Friday night in Miami to take on the Dolphins. That's preseason game number one. All of the action right here on the home of the Falcons. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. But I did think it was interesting how Arthur Smith was talking about the idea that guys are going to play in the preseason, you know. And and I wonder if he didn't sort of learn his lesson a little bit from a couple years ago with Kyle Pitts really not playing much in the preseason. Now, look, that could be a lot of lip service at the end of the day. I still don't think we're going to see a whole bunch of Drake London. I I don't – no, I shouldn't say Drake London. I mean, uh, Desmond Ritter. I don't think we're going to see all that much of Desmond Ritter. A, we're not going to see very much of him on Friday. But B, you know, maybe the second preseason game, he plays a first half or something. But I'm not convinced that we're going to see very much of Desmond Ritter, even though this is his first full year taking over as a starter, even though he only played a limited amount of games, obviously we know he played the last four games, even though that he, you know, didn't get a lot of chance to to do much, I I still don't think that we're going to see a lot of Desmond Ritter. I don't think he's going to play all that much. I don't think Kyle Pitts is going to play. Why would Kyle Pitts need to play? I mean, he's coming off an injury. Yes, he's practicing. That's more important. But I don't think that we need to see Kyle Pitts during the preseason. I don't want him tweaking anything. If it happens week one, it happens week one. But I don't want him going out in the preseason in something that's foolish and 
you know, look, just keep building yourself back into football shape. Keep building yourself and physically healing and getting yourself back into football shape coming off of the injury where you probably couldn't do a whole lot of work. And I'm not blaming Kyle Pitts for that, but I don't want to see a lot of these guys. I do want to see our rookies and our second-year guys. You know, I think Jalen Mayfield's a guy who's got a lot to prove. I think Matthew Bergeron is a guy who needs to get some work in. When Clark Phillips gets back, and hopefully that will be back soon, and we'll talk about that in a second here, but hopefully when he gets back soon, he plays a lot in the preseason, especially with Jeff Okuda being out for at least the preseason and maybe the first week two, three of the regular season. I want to see Clark Phillips, if for nothing else, than just to throw him to the Wolves in preseason where it doesn't matter if he gets torched or burned or whatever. That's a him thing. So I, I, I hope that we see a good bit of rookies, unlike some of the years, you know, in years past. You know, obviously Pitts barely even played. What do you have, the one catch for like 25 yards in the uh, third, was it the third preseason game? And that was like the, like the only five plays that he played. It was crazy. So, again, I want to see guys play. Maybe not even so much Bijan, but I want to see him play some. I want to see him start to get some reps and just get acclimated to the speed and the way the NFL game looks. Look, this is a good football team, the Dolphins. This is a good defensive and offensive football team. So they will present a problem. You get into a regular season game, they definitely present themselves a a problem to a team like the Falcons. So let's see how this all goes. But, again, I know Arthur can say some things and, you know, it may be lip service, but I'll be curious to see just kind of if guys get themselves into the rotation during the preseason. Now, we got good news from uh, Clark Phillips, uh, Arthur Smith, talking about Clark Phillips um, after practice uh, today. He said that, look, he's good. You know, he's in good shape and it doesn't sound like he's going to miss very much time because they didn't indicate that that he was going to be out for any length of time or whatever like that. They talked about the idea of he's in pretty good spirits. Um, you know, he just kind of, you know, got kicked and tweaked something. And, you know, now we're looking at the idea of, eh, it might not be very long. Maybe hopefully by the second preseason game, maybe at some point, middle of next week, he can get himself back on the field and get back into practice. Because I do want to see Clark Phillips. I'd like to have seen Jeff Okuda, but okay, we know that that's going to be a little bit longer. And I wonder even when Jeff Okuda comes back, because there's a definite possibility he won't be ready for the season opener. And if that's the case, who's going to line up at that cornerback too? And I know we're not doing position, position football, we're doing positionless football, but you know what? I need a QB2. I need a uh, CB2. I got a CB1. I need a CB2. And I'll call and and listen, if I talk to Arthur Smith, I'm going to say, "Who's CB2?" Not not who's positionless football. Who's CB2? Tell me a guy that's going to be on that outside to take on the better wide receivers in the NFL. So that's why I say I I, I would, you know, Hopefully, Jeff Okuda gets back sooner than later, but I don't anticipate him being back for the preseason. I think it's going to be, you know, at least in the first quarter of the regular season before we end up seeing him. But, you know, again, it's 
you know, it, it's just a situation where you hope that he doesn't get derailed. You know, I really want Jeff Okuda to work out. I really do. I, I think he's a good football player. He was a really good corner coming out of Ohio State. Certainly a lot of hype and expectation for him coming out of Ohio State. And, and you know, again, he was – look, I thought he was the best corner in college coming out, uh, you know, that, that year that he came out in the draft. I thought it was the best corner, you know, coming into the draft. And he was picked that way. But obviously the injuries and everything have derailed his career. But I want to see him back, you know, sooner than later. And can he go in and immediately regain a starting spot? Do they automatically put him back in to the starting cornerback slot to go along with A.J. Terrell? Or do they work him in slowly over time? Because if so, if they work him in slowly, even more reason that Mike Hughes has got to stay healthy. Clark Phillips has to get back. Trey Flowers has got to step his game up. I mean, you know, again, these are the guys we're going to roll with from a cornerback two perspective. Probably Trey Flowers. If I had to guess, I'm guessing that Trey Flowers is probably the leader in the clubhouse for all of this. But still, you know, we've got to get more guys healthy and get uh, everybody and get them on the same page. So we'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, a lot of uh, interesting you know, storylines that will be coming out of Friday. So uh, today, look, there was some good battles today. The Falcons' defensive backs actually played pretty well. I mean, by and large, they did a pretty good job against really one of the better wide receiver groups in the NFL. Not, It's not just Tyreek Hill. They have a really good wide receiver group, and Falcons kind of held their own against, against those guys. Now, look, Tyreek Hill was at times uncoverable, right? And that's what he does in the NFL. At times, he's uncoverable. But he is, uh, or I should say the, the Falcons secondary, you know, they did a pretty good job overall and created some, you know, turnovers and such. We just talked about that on the show. We, they, they created some turnovers. Um, the offense today was a little bit, yeah, meh. I kind of will we'll, we'll say it like that, that, you know, Desmond Ritter had his issues and things like that. Again, not a sign that Desmond Ritter is not going to be a good quarterback or anything like that. But still, you know, the idea of, you know, Ritter, Ritter did struggle a little bit. And, you know, we've seen a couple of those outings. But nothing to be alarmed about. But just, you know, the defense really kind of led the way with their secondary having played so well. So um, all good news all the way around. And, again, we'll see Friday night because I do think that, as we were talking to Victor Prieto, uh, I do think that this is going to be a lot about guys on the roster to try to make it. You know, roster bubble kinds of guys, right? Guys that are, you know, in, in you know, maybe not solidly on the roster, but a, a good performance could sway somebody to be, you know, to, to have them on the roster. So that's why I say, I mean, there'll be a lot of those kinds of guys come, you know, week one of the preseason. And we obviously only have three of these now. So I don't expect the starters to play but a couple of series, maybe not even a couple of series. I mean, who knows? I mean, it could be could be no starters or could be a couple of snaps or whatever like that. But um, I would hope that some of the starters are going to get a couple of series in just to get their sea legs underneath them. But I'm looking forward to Friday night. It should be fun. Um, you know, we'll see how the game turns itself out. Don't really care. What have the Falcons lost now? Haven't the Falcons lost like 11 in a row or something like that in preseason? Like they've lost a crap ton of yeah, games. Yeah, I think it's like 11. Yeah. yeah, I think it's 11 in a row that they've lost in preseason. So 
hopefully that trend will start to turn itself around. So we'll see what happens. Uh, very quickly here before we get to, get to Chris Willis, uh, Braves are leading for nothing right now. So um, bottom of the order, seven, eight, nine, three for six with two runs and an RBI. Gee, Dave, if only somebody had been talking about this bottom of the order for months and months and months and giving out the numbers and doing I, all the stuff. I, I know a guy. Oh, I know okay. a guy. All right, all right, cool. You'll yeah. like him. He's okay. He's, he, he tells it like it is. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of bombastic. Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> all right. When we get back, we're gonna hear from Chris Willis as uh, he covers the Atlanta Braves for SB Nation. BatteryPower.com is a managing editor for, and um, we'll hear what he has to say next about this Atlanta Braves team. Chuck Rinnekeia Studios. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, Odyssey.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is a John Chuck Reese Wednesday evening with you as Braves continue this road series in Pittsburgh. A little bit of a mixed bag in these first uh, couple of games. Good win last night, but not so good uh, the other night. Let's uh, head out to the waitforward.com hotline. Let's talk to our buddy Chris Willis, managing editor for BatteryPower.com, part of uh, the Atlanta Braves. You can follow Chris on Twitter page, at Chris underscore Willis. Chris, as always, buddy, appreciate uh, a few minutes on the show tonight. Oh, yeah, I appreciate you having me. You, you know, I know we've talked about this, Chris, but you, you got to help me understand because I'm, I'm, I'm not so smart anymore. Tell me why Yanni Shiranos is getting innings right now over Michael Soroka. Tell, tell me where that makes any sense right now for this club. Well, I mean, I think you and I talked about this the last time uh, yeah. I was on, but I mean, I don't really have a good uh, explanation for it either. Um, you know, I was a little, I was, I was a little intrigued uh, by Chirinos just because Braves have had so much success, often getting getting guys from other organizations making something out of them. But I just don't really see. I mean, unless there's just something specific that they're wanting um, Soroka to work on it. 
at Gwinnett. I, I'm I'm kind of at a loss as well. You haven't heard any rumors or anything about injury or anything like that, have you? That again, fatigue or anything. I mean, has, I mean, I haven't heard anything. I mean, have you heard anything about anything physically that could be ailing him? No, I haven't heard. I haven't heard a thing. Um, you know, the only thing that's been kind of out there was that they really wanted to limit his innings uh, as the season goes on. But I mean, they've pretty much done that. I, I don't have the exact total. So, um, but you know, I, again, I, I still feel like there's a good chance maybe we see him this weekend with a doubleheader in New York. And uh, you know, I just I got to figure that at some point, you know, we're going to get to see him every fifth day and just see how how it how it uh, goes. But I mean, at this point. I really don't know, you know, I really don't know why, what the reasoning is for uh, just leaving him down there in Gwinnett. Any concerns about the starting pitching? I mean, if you look at since June, you know, Max Fried is the only guy who's got an ERA below four of anybody who has started. And I don't care if it's one start or a handful of starts. I mean, from Charlie Morton to, you know, their bullpen guys, um, you know, obviously it's been a a difference in the second half of the season. But, again, my fear is we get into the playoffs and we've got guys fatigued or injured or just we end up in the same spot that we did last year with two starting pitchers that were – one was coming back from an oblique, one was throwing up in a bucket. I mean, I just – I have these fears about where we're headed with all of this, even for as good as this offense has been. I mean, I think there's, you know, I think there are obviously some concerns because they haven't pitched real well. I think the biggest thing that jumps out at you is, you know, they went three straight starts with a, a starter not getting not getting uh, to the fifth inning, um, you know. So, I mean, that's just, that's going to come, if that continues, that's going to compound things for your bullpen that's, you know, after a little rough patch for them, have pitched pretty good. So, um, you know, but I'm also not, I'm not terribly concerned at this point just because I think it's just one of those, blips in the road um now we knew Bryce Elder there was probably some regression coming for him but a guy like Charlie Morton I trust that you know he, he's going to make adjustments and uh and will be there you know when at the at the time when they need him and uh you know and I mean Spencer Strider I think he's shown that uh you know he can shown just how good he is but you know and I mean he's still young he's going through his first full season in the majors so there's going to be some ups and downs but you know, you do. You can't ignore it. Uh, obviously, coming out of the, especially just coming out of the All Star break, because uh, you know they need them. They need these starters to give innings, and uh, you know they haven't been able to do that over the last week. Is it? I don't. I don't know if this is the right way to phrase it, but is it time to slow Bryce Elder down? I mean, if you're not going to send him down, and I, I don't know that sending him down makes any kind of difference or anything, but. Again, he's been, you know, if you if you look at his first 11 starts and you look at the last 11 starts, and literally there is a dividing line about March, April, May, and then 11 starts in June, July, in, in this first part of August, it's been a drastic difference. What do you do? Do you slow him down and, and maybe not pitch him as often? I mean, again, they're they're still without all of their starting pitchers, but – Again, I'm just wondering that if the workload is getting to be too much or there's just some you know, more time needed in between starts for him to work on some things. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. And, um, uh, you know, I think hey, we've seen him give guys extra days. Uh, you know, I don't get the sense that they would even would really think about sending him down. I think it would have to get a lot worse. 
before we'd see that. But, you know, I do expect them to start giving some guys days. Uh, they usually do that anyway, especially around off days. But, uh, you know, they're in this stretch right now where they're playing a bunch of games in a row and they don't really have the opportunity to do that. Uh, but it, that is going to be something to watch, though. I mean, as we get over the last month and a half of the season, you know, they're going to start to give guys extra days uh, to try to set their – to keep them rested, to keep them fresh, like you just said, and then, you know, get get yourself lined up for where you want to be uh, come the postseason. And, you know, obviously, I mean, look, they – I think it's nine and a half games right now or ten or whatever the lead is. But, I mean, it's been – it's been by and large double digits for the last couple of months. It really does feel like I'm not thinking division because I think the division's out of reach. And when you look at some of these teams, no matter how bad the Braves play, nobody can gain any ground for you know on the Braves. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's the Marlins or the Phillies, and certainly not the Mutts. Um, so nobody's gaining ground on the Braves. But but I wonder if you start to see some guys, to your point, you know guys play you know some some of the bench guys play and and maybe spread out some of the starting I mean again I'm thinking bigger picture here right now and I know they're not thinking about the division being in 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 the bag but it's in the bag I mean and I'm thinking about bigger picture to keep this team fresh as they head down the stretch I mean that's a great question too and I mean you know, it's a different situation this year. Uh, the last two seasons, we've seen them have to grind it all yeah. the way to the end, basically, you know, to do it. So, uh, but you know, you got four guys uh, in the lineup that haven't taken a day off the whole season. Um, yep. You know, I, I don't. On one hand, I think you know they probably need to get those guys some rest, but on the other, I'm not 100% sure that they will. <laughs> you know, just from just from what we've seen, uh, you know, over the last couple of seasons. So. You know, I think that's going to be fascinating to watch. I mean, the pitching staff, obviously, you know, I just said, I think they'll, they'll you know, give guys extra days and whatnot. But, you know, I think, you know, from a position player standpoint, you know, it's been a grind. Uh, you got some guys chasing some records. And, you know, I'm sure they'll they'll pay attention to that. But there is a big picture goal here, you know, to try to win the World Series or be in position to win a World Series. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't have a real good sense for how they're going to handle this just because – you know, it's been, I guess, 2019, the last time, you know, they kind of uh, went into the postseason with uh, the division in hand early and had time to set things up. Chris Willis, managing editor for BatteryPower.com, covering the Atlanta Braves for SB Nation, joining me on the WadeFord.com hotline. You know, it's it's been a little bit quiet, but all of a sudden, Michael Harris's numbers are starting to creep back up to some of the things that we saw last year you know the batting average is getting closer um he's actually walking more you know when you look at his plate appearances striking out less and the on base is going up maybe the power not quite there yet but still again double digit you know home runs for him this year you know it, it's taken a little while but it does feel like and, and this will certainly be a benefit down the stretch you know a healthy hot michael harris boy you talk about the bottom of that order and a guy like michael harris turning that lineup over to give Ronnie and Riley and Olsen and Ozzie all these extra bats. I mean, that's, that's nothing but great news for the Braves. Yeah. I mean, there's so many guys in this lineup that, you know, I think Harris kind of gets overshadowed and how he's done. I was watching last night, you know, and they flash his numbers up there and I'm like, man, he's hitting 280 now. And I, I can remember thinking back, 
you know, in May, may that maybe, you know, a 2.30 season was going to be good for him just because of where he was at at the time. He had struggled so much. Uh, so I don't think enough people's really talked about. Maybe it's because he's sitting at the bottom of the order. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, he, it looks like he's taking another step forward, and he looks like that player that the Braves thought he was going to be when they gave him that extension. Um, you know, but I think he's a huge part of, of this lineup. And like you said, I mean, he's he's always on base, it seems like, at the bottom of that order. And, you know, that just, that just puts so much pressure on other teams. You know, Chris, and this may be a loaded question in, in a lot of ways, but, you know, through this point, you think maybe Ronnie's having the best season ever for an outfielder in the Braves organization, and that that takes in a lot of territory for the Atlanta Braves. I mean, whether it's been Chipper, Sheffield, Andrew, you know, Hank Aaron, I mean, you know, that takes in Murphy. You know, that takes in a lot of territory. But he looks yeah. like the most dominant player in the National League and maybe in Major League Baseball right now. Like, he's he's on a different stratosphere from most other players in the National League. Yeah, I mean, the way he has grown at the plate, I think, has been remarkable. You just don't see players shave 10% off their strikeout rate the way he has. And, you know, I mean, the power's still there. He's stealing bases. He can just do everything. I mean, you know, I I think you'd have to really sit down and study, you know, for him to, to say he's having the greatest season of any Braves outfielder. But, I mean, he's certainly in the conversation. There's no doubt about that. And, I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, I think – as we get in towards the end of the season, I think some people are going to try to make this an MVP race. But in my opinion, you know, this was as long as he as long as he stays healthy, you know, this race was over a long time ago. Yeah, he's he's been outstanding. And by the way, I think he's third in the league in hitting. I think he's third in the league in batting average right now. So again, for all the different things we talk about, the power and the speed and everything like that, you know, again. He's putting the ball in play and and putting it as a old baseball saying goes. He's putting it where they ain't. Absolutely. I mean, you know, how many times have we seen over the last – in that Cubs series, you know, it wasn't a great series from the standpoint. Then you looked at his numbers, and he had eight or nine hits. And I think, you know, more than half of them was to right field. So, I mean, his ability just to use the whole the whole field and his maturation as a hitter. I mean, when he came up, you know, I thought about the power. I'm thinking 40, 50 home runs. You know, I never really considered him as a guy that could possibly win a batting title. But, you know, he's showing that he can do that, too. And, I mean, it's just – it's a true five-tool talent. That I know that get, phrase gets thrown out there uh, uh, for a lot of guys, but it really applies to him. I mean, he's been he's been amazing to watch day in and day out. Last question for you, Chris. Um, you know, there, there could not have been a better time for Max Reed to come back and give that kind of performance, and we'll obviously see him tonight. But I really think that – a healthy Max Freed is going to make a massive difference in this rotation. I still think he's the best left-hander in baseball, and they really haven't gotten a lot of starting pitching from left-handers this year. Like they, And, again, we start talking about when we start moving into series against the Dodgers and some of those teams that are pretty lefty-heavy, you know, that's going to be a big key to have a guy like Max Freed you know, down the stretch. And even a guy like Brad Hand, who they picked up, who I think lefties are only hitting a buck 43 against him, you know, but again, it could not have come at a better time for Max Fried to get back and just show you how good of a pitcher that he is. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, I didn't know what to expect that day in Chicago, but I certainly didn't expect him to just be uh, look like he was in midseason form. You know, his first day back, and I mean, he's 
only threw 72 pitches and uh, probably could have went the distance, you know, really if they needed him to. Um, you know, I think he's uh, I've been the key all along. I still think it's a, a minor miracle that they're 30 games above 500 and he's made six starts. But I do think, you know, for any success they have in the postseason, a lot of it hinges on having a healthy Max Free. Because like you said, when you get in those matchups with those good teams like that, you know, he's a guy that can go out there. When he goes out there on the mound, you expect to win. And, um, you know, really and truly, with especially with the way the rotation's been of late, you know, you you really need that kind of guy. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm excited to see him back. I'm excited to see what he does tonight, you know, kind of as an encore. But, man, he's going to be huge down the stretch for them. Chris Willis is the managing editor for BatteryPower.com, covers the Atlanta Braves for SB Nation, and join me on the WaitFor.com hotline. Check him out on his personal Twitter page, at Chris underscore Willis. Chris, as always, buddy, thanks for a few minutes on the show tonight. We will certainly chat again soon. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You got it. John Chuck, we will be back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio 92.9, the game back at a Chuck Reese show, hanging out in the Kia studios on this Wednesday evening with you. 404-726-0929, that is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. We'll get to What's Bugging Chuck Reese here in just a couple of minutes. Well, ah, frustrating. Uh, Braves got off to a 4-0 lead, and unfortunately Max Fried could not hold the lead uh, he gives up four runs in the bottom of the fourth inning to, you know, obviously not a very good lineup. And, you know, again, they had done their job against this Priester kid. You know, they'd gone four innings, four runs, nine hits. You know, it jacked the ZRA up to 575, I mean, or 875. But Freed, unfortunately, couldn't hold it. And now he's got four, four innings, six hits, four earned runs, four strikeouts, a walk. No home runs given up, but 79 pitches. So pitch count isn't too, too bad, but dang, Max, you know, four runs given up. Now we're tied, you know, now we're now right now we're tied and, you know, Max is uh, Max is out now. So Freed is Freed's officially out. So Colin McHugh is in now. So Freed can't get the win and, you know, can't get the loss, but can't get the win. He couldn't hang on for innings so frustrating you know tonight where it all just kind of came apart in one inning you know before that he was he was pretty good but yeah that fourth inning just kind of did him in so again we'll uh we'll keep you up to date about what goes on in the Braves game and uh see if they can come back and um you know obviously already been battling uh, around they the Pirates have had to go to their bullpen uh as well so uh no home runs for the Braves in the game uh, tonight Arcia's doubled, Riley's doubled, Acuna's doubled, but no home runs uh, for the Braves thus far. Uh, they got all nine of their hits, you know, 
without having hit a home run. That's a rare thing for the Braves to have done is, you know, have nine hits and no homers against a pitcher, but that's what they have done tonight. And, um, you know, they're tied right now 4-4 four to four in the bottom of the fifth inning. All right, speaking of uh, not being able to hold on, let's get to something that we call What's Bugging Chuckery. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like, that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Well, our buddy Cow Turd is back at it again. Colin Cow Turd. Um, do, do they have any producers or researchers or, I mean, l- let me ask you a question, Day Day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Certainly they have, Colin Cowherd's the host, right? Okay. Correct. I'm the host of this show. Okay? Correct. Yeah. Uh, we're a top 10 market, aren't we? Yes. In Atlanta. Okay. I do three and four hours, right? Right. Uh, same same length of time or longer than Colin Cowturd. Okay. You think Cowturd only has one guy helping produce and do all the research and everything like that? Nah, I'd imagine he probably has a couple. Say a whole staff. Yeah, a whole staff, yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. So how do they keep getting these kinds of things wrong? So Cowturd was on, I guess it was yesterday, and he was talking about quarterback play in the NFL and how there's only a select few quarterbacks that can actually win the Super Bowl. But I want you to listen to the part about the guys who can't win a Super Bowl. Here's what Cowturd had to say. And then the third category is 20 guys who are not getting to a Super Bowl and certainly not winning it. And that's everybody else. From Baker Mayfield, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Dwayne Haskins, guys, guys that are just not... That that they're, yeah. That it says can win Super Bowls. It can't. Can't win Super Bowls. Okay. So six stars, four high end starters, and twenty guys that can't win a Super Bowl. Okay. What's the problem with that clip? Unfortunately, we lost Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. 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 So I mean, without being an a hole, there's a better chance of me winning a Super Bowl. Than Dwayne Haskins. So, yes, Colin, there's virtually no chance that Dwayne Haskins will ever get to a Super Bowl as a quarterback. Probably because he's dead. How do they not have people that flush this out? Again, I'm not. He doesn't say these kind of things off the cuff. I promise you he has his talking points. I go off the cuff. Again, Day-Day, what do I have on my rundown? I just have bullet points, do I not? Correct. Okay, my rundown is bullet points, and more than anything is the bullet points are what I want to tease for the next segment. Mm-hmm. You know, because I am the three-time winner of the Tease of the Week contest, right? <laughs> okay. Day-Day day, 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 day ate good when he was with Chuckery because I was the three-time winner. Now that he's on the morning shaft, he won't be eating oh, so was, good if they was, bring that. Yeah, that was Dylan, not Day-Day. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. What, what, what did I say? <laughs> you said me, but oh, you meant what, Dylan. No. Yeah, Dylan yeah. <laughs> ate good when he was on this show because I was winning all the time. 
But again, if it gets to be another contest, he's going to be starving to death on the morning shaft. <laughs> but I have all I have on my rundown is bullet points and really more specifically the way I want to tease a topic going into break. For instance, okay, 720, can the Falcons create more turnovers this season? And I say 17th in 2020, 19th in 2021, 26th in 2022. That's all I have. I'll take it from there. But he's obviously got bullet points that he's going to say specific things about quarterbacks or this or that or whatever. It Again, it doesn't come off as just off the cuff. So how does he miss that Dwayne Haskins is dead? Morta. How do you miss that? Because I promise you, they had the graphic. They knew what they were saying. By the way, isn't Dwayne Haskins' name on the graphic? Watch the clip once, okay? Because uh, he's on TV. Watch the clip. Is Dwayne Haskins' name not on that graphic? Because I promise you, he didn't just off the cuff pull that name out of a hat. I think it's on the graphic, and it's on the graphic, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why, he, again, he didn't just arbitrarily say that. No, no. He had those names written down for him to say. How do you miss this? Now, look, I get confused about who who is dead and who's alive. But I don't have a whole research team, and I'm trying to think on the fly, right? Like, I I killed off John Amos several years ago, okay? Like, I thought he was dead. I killed him off. Turns out he's alive, okay? That's in the sperm of the moment. And, again, I'm trying to think on my feet very quickly about, was well, John Amos dead or not? Okay? This is scripted. What he does is scripted. Jason McIntyre looks like Shecky Green compared to Colin Cowturd. He's much more on the fly than Colin Cowturd, although when you listen to his monologues, it's about the most scripted thing you could ever read. But at least he doesn't, at least he knows that Dwayne Haskins is not morta. At least he, at least he knows that he's morta now and doesn't think he's going to get to a Super Bowl. This guy's got these names, and he knows what he's going to say before he says it. I promise you, there's not a spontaneous bone in his body when he does these kinds of shows. Why? Because it's big-time radio and big-time TV. He's getting millions of dollars. I promise he's not just going off the cuff, fluffing it around. He's got his talking points of exactly what he wants to say. I'm not telling you he said it in front of a mirror you know, getting all of it, you know, written, you know, written and said down. But I promise you, he's got his talking points about exactly what he wants to say. And the fact that they don't know that Dwayne Haskins is morta. So, yes, Colin Cowherd could not be more correct when he says that Dwayne Haskins is one of the guys who can't get you to a Super Bowl. There's not a chance in the world that he's going to get you to a Super Bowl. Not a chance that he can get to a Super Bowl. Steve McNair will never play in another Super Bowl. <sighs> I just, you know, 
again, I don't, I don't knock the hustle, Day Day. I will say, I don't knock the hustle. God bless him for getting millions and millions and millions of dollars. I'm sure there will be he, some type of apology tomorrow. He, he does. He does. He does. No, why would he apologize? Why? 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 He has never apologized. That's part. That's part of the gimmick. You stay behind what you say. You don't apologize, Day Day. You don't apologize unless you unless you call somebody a racial epitaph or a sexist comment. Then you can apologize. But when you get your facts wrong, you don't apologize. You never apologize for that, Day Day, in radio. You say it loud enough. You say it boisterous enough that everybody says, oh, yeah, he's right. Dwayne Haskins is never getting to a Super Bowl. Steve McNair is never going to be in a Super Bowl ever again. Yeah. You say it with conviction. But the my problem is not even that he says that. But when you know that it's not off the cuff and when you know you have a whole team of researchers and people talking about this and brainstorming, you know how many people I have? One. Me, myself, and I. I do all of the topics, all of the brainstorming, everything. I don't ask Day Day to put my rundowns together. I've never asked a producer to do that. I had Jarvis. I had Dylan. I had Day Day. I've never asked a producer to put together my rundowns. Colin Coward's got a whole team of people, and they still get, let this thing slip through the crap. Of all the quarterbacks you could have said, literally, Sam Howell. Right? Like, you could have said Carson Wentz. You could have even said Matt Ryan. But you chose the guy that's morta, dead. So, yes, give Colin Coward credit. He was 100% correct when he says Dwayne Haskins will never be able to get to a Super Bowl. Nothing has ever been said that's more profound than that. And that's just bugging Chuckery. All right, Braves Braves threatening here. They've got a a couple of guys on. uh, Well, actually, I should say Michael Harris is is on, uh, on second base. And Ronnie got plunked again. Ronnie got plunked again. Or no, did he get plunked or did he just? I think he just ducked it. Okay, all right, that's good. So, yeah, I mean, he's been, he was plunked last night. And um, look, again, when you crowd the plate like that, yeah, he just, he, oh, yeah, that was, that was right near, that was chin music. That was, that was right there at the chin. He had to drop down. So, um, look, I mean, unfortunately, when you crowd the plate like that and, and you're that level of player that, that Ronald Acuna is, there are guys that are going to come after him, right? Try to pitch him inside where his weakness is. Because he doesn't have very many flaws and weaknesses. And if you can expose anything that, you know, is a weakness for him, that's what you try to do. So Braves are threatening. They got Michael Harris on second with a, with a one out and a Ronnie at the plate. So let's see if he can deliver uh, here as the game is tied 4-4. Max Fried is out of the game, obviously, Four innings, six hits, four earned runs, four strikeouts, a walk, no homers, 79 pitches. Does not factor into the decision at this point, but certainly he had a chance that if he could have just held on to the lead and he could have gotten through five innings, then, you know, again, it would have been, you know, he, he could have picked up a victory, um, but, you know, not able to do all of that. And now first and third for the two fastest guys uh, on the team. So, anyway, uh by the way, we're watching some uh, AEW as well. We might have some surprises for you come AEW because 
they're coming to Atlanta uh, here soon. So, uh, and they've also got Wembley um, coming up very soon. So we may have some surprises in store on the show for all of that. Hey, by the way, come hang out with me and 92.9 The Game and Michelob Ultra coming up on Friday, August 18th, Fairway Social in Alpharetta. I'm going to be there. Come put for prizes and enter to win tickets to the Tour Championship with passes to the Michelob Ultra Athletic Club, an exclusive experience where you can get covered seating, views of the 13th green, 14th tee box. I have been there uh, myself uh, to the uh, Michelob Ultra Athletic Club, sponsored by Michelob Ultra. So come check me out Friday, August 18th, 4 to 6 p.m. at Fairway Social. That is a very cool place. Have you ever been to Fairway Social? Oh, right I'm there not. on Alpharetta Highway in just before you get to, if you're going north on Alpharetta Highway, mm-hmm. right before you get to like that old Milton uh, okay. road, right before downtown, or it's right before downtown Alpharetta. Okay. It's a very cool place. That that whole area of restaurants, mm-hmm. stores, and the living is fantastic right there in that little side okay. street. I live right by there, five minutes from my house. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> All right, when uh, we get back from the top of the hour, not only are the Braves historic, but I'm going to give you a few interesting numbers about how good this lineup has been. Chuck Reed, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.